join us, Sarah and Georgia, as we help you get to grips with money and take control of your finances in a fun and simple way. We talk all things money from investments, pensions and benefits to your mindset around money and steps we can take to improve your relationship with money. Together, we've got this. Hi, and welcome to Money Confidence Podcast, Episode 3. And today, we're going to talk about ISAs. So an ISA is an individual savings account. Yeah. That's what ISA stands for. I think, do you know, it sounds silly, but I think it's so important actually explaining what it stands for. Because well, no, a lot of people don't know what it I stands know. for. I think it's, there's so much jargon, isn't there? It's constant, like, have you got an ISA? Have you got this? Have you got that? But, you know... It's important to actually explain exactly what it is. So they're basically a tax-efficient, tax-free way of saving money each month or, you know, on a lump sum basis. But the maximum you can put into an ISA um, in this tax year, which is 2022-23, is 20000 And that's between the 6th of April and the 5th of April the following year. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> There's cash ISA and there's stocks and shares ISA. They're the two we're going to mainly speak about today. Yeah. So there's an also a lifetime ISA, which we're going to cover in a different episode, and an in- innovative finance ISA. The innovative finance ISA uses peer-to-peer lending, um, and it's also not covered by the financial compensation scheme. Um, so we're not going to talk about that one. No, <laughs> best to leave that. Uh, yeah, so else, that's that's a little bit more risky. Um, so it works a bit like a loan. So there's a chance of borrowers could default on the loan. Um, but we're going to concentrate on cash ices, stocks and shares ices in this episode. Yeah. Okay. So should we st- talk about like kind of the positives and negatives of an ISA? Should we start there? Okay. Um, there's lots of positives. They're tax free, so you can take money out as and when you want without any income tax charge, capital gains tax charge, and anything like that, which is brilliant. Um, And you can contribute, obviously, the £20,000 per year. But then I suppose that £20,000 cap is also could be seen as a negative, because you can't just keep contributing and contributing and contributing. No, you can't. And it was 20000 last year, so it's not it's not like it's increasing either. No. But just, just let, let's split the cash ice and the stocks and shares ice, because a cash ice... So the positive about a cash ISA, it's low risk. Just say you need that access to that money within, say, three years. I probably wouldn't put it in a stocks and shares ISA because usually, um, say, if you want to put it in a stocks and shares ISA, invest for at least three years, mm-hmm. well, three to five years, really. Medium to long term. Really, Medium to long term. So with a, but with a cash ISA, because the interest rates are still relatively low yeah. and a lot lower than inflation. So in real terms, your money is going to go down. Um, but even so, you should still hold a decent amount of cash. So, yeah, so you can put up to 20000 in a cash ISA. The 20000 is between all your ISAs. So just say you have a cash ISA and a stocks and shares ISA. And just say you put 10000 in a cash ISA. Yeah. You could put 10000 in a stocks and shares ISA. Yeah, exactly. And that's back to last week's podcast when we were talking about, you know, making your money have different purposes and you could always do that with your ISAs. God, Georgia, that podcast doesn't feel like it was last week. I know. <laughs> it's 
feels like, you know, only moments oh, ago. <laughs> um, so another thing about Anaisa is it can't be held in joint names. It's an individual savings account, so it's got to be held in single names only. And it can also not be held in trust. Um, so going on to a stocks and shares, Isa. Well, that's invested in the market. Um, so you can invest it in lots of different things like bonds, stocks and shares, funds. Yeah. It depends which provider you go with. They have quite a lot of different funds to choose from. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, some are riskier than others. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you should really seek financial advice when it comes to, you know, investing in any stocks and shares. I think that's really important that you're not going into a fund and then you lose 50% of your money when you can't actually, you don't have the capacity for loss to do that. Yeah, you do need to uh, seek professional advice. And also remember that performance goes down as well as up. Exactly. Um, but yeah, if you if you understand it, if you seek professional advice, then stocks and shares, ICEs can be a really good way to save for the medium to long term. I think as well, while we're on the topic of stocks and shares and cash ICEs, that you can have a junior ICE as well for those under 18 if you're looking to save for your kids for their future. Um, it does have a slightly lower limit of £9,000. So obviously you can't save as much. But, but that's 9000 each tax year. Yeah. So I guess if you're saving each tax year, then that really adds up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially with things like rising house prices and stuff. You know, if you can help your kids, why not do it tax efficiently? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, and just going back to that, you can have cash, cash junior ISA. Yeah. Or a stocks and shares junior ISA. Okay, so talking about the junior ISA, which stands for junior individual savings account. So this can be opened by either the parents or the guardian of the child. And it's basically a savings account for the children. And they can access it on their 18th birthday. One thing you need to think about is what will your child do with that money on their 18th birthday? Yeah. I don't know what an 18-year-old would do with it. What would you? What would 18-year-old Georgie do with it? I would have probably gone out drinking every weekend. <laughs> and every weeknight until it was gone, so... Yeah, so that I mean that's one of the one of the biggest things really I think as a parent that you need to think about when opening a junior ISA. Yeah. But that is one way to save tax efficiently. Yeah, for your children. So back on to cash ISAs, sorry. So obviously you have to be um age sixteen or over and you have to be a UK resident for tax purposes. Um and you'll earn tax free interest on your savings. You can only open one cash ISA a year. Can't yeah, that's you? right. Yeah. It's the same as the stocks and shares ISA. Just going back to what you said actually about being UK resident. So if you're a UK resident, you can contribute into an ISA. I actually know someone who's moving to Spain um, later on in the year, so, but they can contribute 20,000 while they're still UK resident. Mm. But the ISA remains open. It's just that you can't contribute further into it when you become, for example, Spanish resident. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, some advantages and disadvantages, again, is there's no tax within an ISA, and you can put, at the moment, 20000 each year into yeah. it. However, the allowance can't be carried forward. So just say one year you only use 10000 of it, you can't carry the other 10000 over. No. It no, resets. Although a lot of ISAs now are flexi ISAs. Yeah, Which basically yeah. what that means is you contribute ten grand and then you go, Oh whoops, I actually need five thousand pounds of that back. 
because I want to buy a new car or something, then you can, you are allowed to then re-contribute that £5,000 that you've withdrawn, which is, can, can be really, really useful, you know, if you're at the end of the tax year and you think, oh, I've got quite a lot in my savings, actually, I think what I'll do is I'll put it in my ISA. So it is important to be aware of that and remember Yeah, that. so check when you open up an ISA or with your current ISA whether it's a flexible ISA. In terms of inheritance tax, so ISAs are within your estate for inheritance tax purposes. We'll go into inheritance tax on a different episode. Yeah. Unlike a pension, a contribution into an ISA, you don't get tax relief on it. No, so your contribution is your contribution. The government yeah. won't give you anything for a cash or a stocks and shares ISA. Cash ISAs, yeah, they're good, they're good for short-term goals and short-term savings and also for building up, you know, your different pots. And then if you can invest for the medium to longer term, then a stocks and shares ISA might be a yeah. good option. Medium to longer term, we normally would say is... I'd say five years plus sort of yeah sort of thing um so that would be maybe for things like saving for a house or saving for your future yeah um, um a lot of people say oh, you know, the interest rates on cash are so low and, and they're still low on cash ISIS as well they're slowly rising but they're not rising as much but I mean even though the interest rate is low and they're losing um, value in real terms it's still really important to have um, a decent amount of cash savings because if you've also got stocks and shares ISA and you need access to some money for some reason the last thing you want to be doing is accessing a stocks and shares ISA or an investment when the markets are down Mm. so a cash having a decent amount of cash savings lets you ride out the volatility of the market so you don't need to access your stocks and shares or investments until the market goes back up again. Um, so basically, you can ride out that volatility. So it is important to have a decent yeah. amount of cash. I think it's the same with investing, really, you know, with pound cost averaging, which basically means making regular contributions to stocks and shares rather than a lump sum, because you could put £10,000 in and it will only buy you a certain amount of the fund. However, if you split that up, if the market drops, you will be able to buy more. You know what they say, Georgia? Slow and steady. <laughs> That's, oh. one, one thing. That's one thing they say, you slow and steady wins race. <laughs> but not the thing you... Another thing they say is, it's time in the market. Oh. <laughs> not timing the market. Basically, yes. it's really difficult. I mean, actually, I think... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all out here and say it's impossible to time the market. I mean, you don't know what's gonna happen. No. Um, so you don't try and time the market. It's time in the market. So the sooner yeah. you start investing, the better. Um, but also, I just want to caveat that by saying, if you're gonna invest, seek professional advice. On the next episode of Money Confidence, Georgia and I will be talking about lifetime ices. So we'll see you then. All views expressed in this podcast are our own and not our employers. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Investments can go down as well as up and you might not get back the amount you put in, especially if you take your money out too early. Investments may be subject to tax. The impact of taxation and any tax reliefs depends on your circumstances.